Hi there, and welcome to episode 34, which I have entitled, I have not asked permission for this yet, Zion, our Lord and Saviour. My name's Harry, his name um, is... My name is Ben, I'm doing the little, um, uh, little crucifix across my thing and putting my hands together, because <laughs> Zion really is the Lord and Saviour for the Pelicans at the moment. <laughs> Hi, my name is... What? My name is... Who? <laughs> uh, I... Slim Zion. It's so fun. Like, let's start straight off with it's so fun seeing Zion play after him missing all of last year. Yeah, so good to see him back and looking dominant as ever. So good. He's looking... Like, honestly, the Pelicans are looking scary. Yep. Genuinely looking like a terrifying team at the moment. Do we want to get into Zion first or do, do we want to get into just a kind of overview of the team currently? Let's, let's talk about uh, like Zion and the team. And then we can talk about their controversy a little bit later. Okay. All right. So f- first thing is just coming to the season. I think we both were kind of like ready for the Pelicans to take a step up, uh, look a bit stronger. I don't think I've... we expect them to be first in the West though. <laughs> no, no. I've definitely been calling that like for the last like year or two that they should be better than what they are. Uh, yeah. But even I will admit, actually, I mean, I knew they were going to be first in the West. What are you talking about, Ben? <laughs> hey, we can only make the call if it's on, on our board. If it's written down, then then we can get to make the oh, claim. <laughs> I definitely called they would improve. But I, I, if you told me last year that I'd wake up and the Pelicans would be first in the West, I would have said that you were dreaming. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'd been making the kind of mid-season moves last season. Uh, getting their pieces together, waiting for Zion to get get back healthy. And yeah, I think everything's kind of lined up for them at the moment. Um, so I guess just a little bit of a stat recap before we get to the juicy bits. Um, obviously, yeah, they're first in the West currently, uh, but their offense, in terms of offense, they're fifth in the league for points per game and field goal percentage, uh, seventh in rebounds, seventh in assists, uh, second in steals. They're honestly like just all-round solid. It's not like they're just, just dominating, dominating on the offensive end or just defensively. They've put together a team which is kind of holding its own defensively too which i didn't expect with guys like you know like cj um predominantly offensive player uh, like ingram guys like that who definitely are crazy scorers but defensively they're actually a pretty solid team too I- ingram's like injured at the moment isn't he so like they've been doing yeah, quite well good. without ingram yeah um and it's yeah, it's a big bigger thing that they're keeping it together with him gone too because he was bringing about 20 points a game um for them so with him gone uh yeah they really need to step up but you've got guys like cj dropping 17 a game zion on an absolute tear 25 points a game at the moment uh they've got that depth they've got those options uh valentunas as well um he's been a little bit slow in the last few games but um had a few big ones here and there but yeah just that depth we're talking about it's like is coming clutch pelicans are top 10 for defense for well for points allowed they're top yep. 10 yep they're they're ninth for yep. second and steals as well second and steals okay what are they up yeah. for rebounds hold up seventh, seventh for rebounds, rebounds. Yeah. hold up that that means they've got a top 10 defense yep which i wouldn't have expected whatsoever <laughs> that that means that they have a top five offense Yep. And a top 10 defense. Does that yep. mean that we could... That that means, Mr. Benjamin, that that is a potential championship winning team. Exactly. Because I think when, when I was looking at 
uh, at least what I was thinking when they were bringing their team back, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a genuinely scary offensive team. Uh, they're going to be kind of a little bit Brooklyn Nets-esque, perhaps, in terms of just offensive power. But the fact that they've kind of brought the defense together, and I know that uh, Alvarado gets a lot of hype uh, when he's still technically just a role player, but I feel like that kind of mentality across the team, I think like that's kind of, I don't know, I reckon sparing them on more defensively because the hustle that's, that's out there, they, they know they're not uh, like a bottom of the West team anymore. They know that they're a contender. Oh, and even not. like the young guys like Herb Jones and uh, guys like that are really, Trey Murphy as well, putting in the hustle. And this looks like a team that's fired up, absolutely fired up. The, the stats don't lie. If you are a top 10 defense and you're a top 5 offense, it is absolutely statistically possible for you to win the championship. 100%. 100%. And have you watched any of the clips from these guys' games recently? Oh, yep. Yeah. I've been watching the, a ton of, ton of clips because the, they're entertaining. The Pelicans uh, crowds have been showing up and they have been loud. Yep. New Orleans has been go- absolutely going off, which love to see it. They've been getting turned, dude. Like some, <laughs> honestly, some of those clips from the Suns games felt like they were back in the playoffs from last year. Like, yeah, absolutely blowing the roof off. <laughs> oh, the atmosphere is amazing, and there's there's a little bit of that rivalry, which I think we'll get into a bit later. But uh, against teams like the Suns, uh, which really gets them fired up even more. But um, yeah, just even most of the games they're playing, because I think in the last 10, they're about 8-2. and two. Yep. It's just that momentum they're carrying through. They were on a seven-game win streak, uh, which actually just got snapped by the Jazz, funnily enough, of all teams. It's always the Jazz. <laughs> um, which was a bit of a surprise. But other than that, they, like it's not like they've been playing easy teams. They've been going up against other contenders in the West, too, and uh, I mean, yeah, I'm still looking strong. Looking really good. Like If you just look at look at their last couple of games, like the, or like the last, like look re- look at this wrist, list. Like they've beaten the Suns, they've beaten the Nuggets, they beat the Raptors, they beat the Warriors, they've beaten the Grizzlies, um, Warriors again, beat the Clippers, beat the Mavs. Like they're beating people that they like. This isn't like they've they've got a nice like you know cruisy streak against low end teams. Like uh, yeah. I cut out all the crap teams like the Pistons and the Spurs and yeah. the Thunder, but like they're beating good teams. Yeah, they're pretty much like almost giving us a little preview of maybe like the Western Conference Finals because they're going up against all these like teams that could be pushing deep into the West uh, playoffs and yeah pretty much showing them up so I'm I'm really 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 keen I reckon they're going to make a good good playoff run yeah look uh, and to finish out they've they've played really well without Zion uh, without Zion without Brandon Ingram which I think is like one of the big pillars of this team but Zion is 12th in the league for field goal efficiency. I don't think you need anything else. Yeah. How I mean, do you he's... stop Have you, <laughs> Did you see those clips? Oh, who was it against where I think it was like the Grizzlies or Memphis where they were like literally like bear hugging him and he was still jumping through them to get the N1. Like they would, there was one yeah. clip where he like, they completely hugged him and he still went through them. Yeah. I mean, I think I think because he's been he's been out for a while, we've kind of forgotten just how, like how how strong this guy is, but how athletic at the same time. Like it's crazy he gets all of that weight up so explosively, and yeah, looking at guys obviously like um, um in the game against the Jazz recently, he just fully bodied Walker Kessler, who's like a good like half a foot taller than him, 
to be fair, he's a rookie, but just guys that are way bigger, he's still powering through just with his athleticism. It's absolutely crazy to watch. It's so get some good looks. Absolutely wild. Um, I love seeing that Memphis are up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, did we curse them a little bit? Because like we weren't super happy with their off season. Yeah. So I think for me, as a little bit of a, of a Grizzlies fan, if I must admit, uh, it looks like bit? they went. They went lat- Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm kind of kind of ridiculing them, but they've taken steps sideways and backwards. I think off the off the last season. Uh, I think yeah, missing guys like uh, Anthony Melton. I think little those bench pieces that kind of kept them in there uh, when their stars were off. Missing guys like that has, yeah, set them back a little bit, I think. Um, they've still got, like, most of their core. Like, they still got, obviously, Jar, Jaron Jackson, uh, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams. they got most of their guys, Dylan Brooks. But I feel like just those little bench pieces are, are going to slow them down a little bit. I mean, they, they are in second currently, so um, they're still, obviously, looking looking strong. Um, but just that depth, like we discuss a lot of the times, when you come to a seven-game series, like, you don't use your bench as much, but you certainly need those options available uh, I was. I was just about to say that for me right now, Memphis is a fantastic regular season team, but I don't think has what it takes to get through a seven-game series. Yeah, I think they play with a lot of. I mean, Jar kind of sums up a lot of the spirit of the team, but they play with a lot of uh, intensity, pace, uh, which is which is always good. But I think in a seven-game series, you can adjust, you can slow down. And you can certainly lock down Jar because we know what happens yes. to superstars in the in the playoffs. We see how teams just shut them down and make the rest of the team play. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't think the the guys quite have the personnel. Maybe I mean, look, Desmond Bain has taken leaps and bounds. He's really improved as well. Um, so they've they've got options, but I don't know. Jar has a heavy usage rate, though. Yeah, I think we discussed in previous episodes two ago uh in terms of the top usage of players in the league and he was definitely up there in the top i think top two or three uh, yes he's 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 uh fourth just as a fun fact uh zion's usage rate is 32 in the league 32nd in the league i should say at 27.5 because i uh, i feel like the pelicans like they've got it's like they've got like when they need a point just give it to zion but they're not relying on zion the same way that other teams do that is actually a great point star because jar is being used pretty much every every possession more or less getting 27 points a game uh which is obviously yeah decent productivity but zion's averaging only just under that 25 points a game but isn't having to do every single possession like no. like you said they've got other options and I think fatigue, when it comes to end of the season playoffs, um, seven game series, he's going to have the down games, and that's going to be where they lose. So, yeah, you know, they and need to have the other options. You, yeah, you need to have other options. And I just don't. When I look at this Grizzlies team, I just don't see a huge amount that, like, if Jar has a bad game, like, who do they give it to? Yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, Bain step up some big games. Dylan Brooks when. Um, when he's healthy, being, being having some decent games. But I, I just don't see the consistency. As much as I love these youngsters, like yeah. uh, I think they've, they've honestly surprised people. I think they've exceeded expectations. But yeah, I think it's, it's they're, they're not as experienced group. I think that's what we need to see more is some deep playoff runs to get them up to speed with the playoffs a bit more. Uh, so, just a bit yeah. more, yeah. I just, at the moment, I'm still classing these guys as a great regular season team, but I'm just not sure about the playoffs. Sorry, yep. Grizz. 
And now you're going to go with following these teams that do well in the regular season and terrible in the playoffs. It's like I'm setting myself up for heartbreak. (laughs) Curse of Ben. But no, but you see, now that I've said this, now they're going to go win the conference finals or something ridiculous like that just to prove prove me wrong. (laughs) I'm happy for you to uh, jinx it that way because I'd like to see them do well. (laughs) And the other thing, so while we're talking, I think we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the West because we did last week talk a lot about the East. but is oh is Kawhi Leonard back? Did I just yes? So so this is yeah he de- he played played today. Uh, he did get restricted minutes. Like you actually saw him being benched, kind of complaining about it. He was like ready to play more, uh, but got the call from Ty Lue to to come off. Uh, and this is yeah kind of what I was talking about with like load management. How it's like not necessarily just like them not playing games at all, but like they're still restricting his minutes just to keep him in like healthy healthy state until the end he of played the season, today so. he, only pl- he played 31 minutes that's barely a minutes restriction yeah i suppose that's that's actually decent minutes but like you could see him wanting to keep playing more i think yeah. he's he's frustrated but like it's for the best for the team i suppose I was just about to um, talk smack about the clippers and now <laughs> and now all their players are back what's uh which... yeah so they're currently in six at the moment um and to be fair i didn't specify that pretty much fourth Fourth down to eighth is like one game difference, really. Oh, still, um, it's still insane. So juicy, I love it. <laughs> well, uh, but the Clippers have put together a few decent performances. Um, okay, I think well, yeah, I... having having uh, yeah, Kawhi back has been very helpful. Paul George still still there. John Wall um, injured at the well. moment. Well, he he played at, at least he played against um, uh, Washington, which is really wholesome. Nice to see him go back home hey. and uh, show the love. Because. Um, so I was, was about, good, yeah. I, was, I was about to be like, "Oh, the Clippers are like somehow holding on to be in sixth. Like, where are their good players?" And I went to go look at their injury report, and all their good players are back. They've got Norman Powell <laughs> out at the moment, and John Wall with uh, Zoo back on day to day. And if uh, I want to be a really big if, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can stay healthy, I still rate this LA Clippers team quite highly on paper mm. but there's a big but too as well there's a big if and there's a big but okay a, a like big Barkley, big but yeah <laughs> yep. i was gonna say big butts i can't lie but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh but like previous years because they they load manage quite pretty heavily i'm concerned that the clippers haven't had enough time to get that that consistency playing together getting on that um, what's that word I'm after? There's a word I want, Ben. Um, Same wavelength. That works. Not exactly the word I was after, <laughs> but that will do. Yeah. Getting chemistry back. Chemistry. That's the word I wanted. I like <laughs> chemistry. And I don't think they're going to have enough time to get it. Yeah. I think, because, uh, yeah, obviously it's a benefit having him back, but there is going to be that little little adjustment phase. I mean, they they have played with him for what now a couple of years so yeah, it shouldn't be a crazy like, adjustment but yeah, it'll, it'll still be a little bit of adjustment yeah. but you need those minutes that over the whole season so that when you get into playoffs you've got that chemistry straight away yeah yeah i've got the game plan down and it's That's true if especially well, when things get hard you need to have that playing time together and you know, remember, like, during the regular season, normally Paul George is the leader. 
because Kawhi is getting rested every second game. And then when you get to playoffs, you're expecting Kawhi to do everything. And of course, there's going to be a, a little bit of disconnect. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I feel like the, the Clippers are, I'm pretty sure Vegas odds put them first in the West this season, if I recall, first or second. Uh, but there are a lot of people's number one team. I I don't know what it is, but yeah, I just don't see it. Like I see them as strong. I think everyone's been on the hype train since they got Paul George and Kawhi, obviously both great players. Um, but yeah, I think they've just constantly been rated a little bit higher, and they've oh, never quite delivered. Like they had, they had that series against Dallas last last playoffs. I think it was all right. We made the playoffs before, but yeah, they've 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 had okay playoff runs, but never really crazy. Do you think that Kawhi like firing on all cylinders is like enough? Because he he pretty much dragged the Toronto team to the finals, and people are putting him like up there, like thirty greatest players of all time. I I don't I don't know if I'm being rude, but I don't rate him quite that highly just yet. Um, first off, the Clippers are definitely getting, um, the LA treatment. Mm. The LA people want LA teams to win, and... That's a bit uh, of a bias. <laughs> but, I... Look, I think Kawhi is good, but his injuries are holding him back from being a great. Mm. Uh, and I honestly, I don't think he has enough knee left. Yeah. Looking he, a little dicey at this point. He barely got through the season with Toronto, and they pretty much like, you know, carried. He they took care of the regular season, and he took care of the the postseason. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the Clippers need a little bit more help to get through the the regular season. Well, you know what they're doing all right. I have to give them props. They're doing all right. I just don't know if Kawhi has enough knee left to go a hundred percent through the playoffs you can't you'll have a back-to-back and it's just if you're spending the whole regular season not playing back-to-backs and then suddenly in playoffs you're expected to play back-to-backs i just don't i don't think his knees have got it yeah and on top of that as well like if you're if you're winning series like four four nil four one something like that that's fewer games you have a bit more recovery time but if they're going to seven games which they have a lot in the clippers past playoff history last few years it's going to seven games that's just extra uh wear and tear uh and extra they're going to need Kawhi to step up and yeah that could just be the tipping point it's just too much too much for him and for the team yeah takes one awkward fall for him to tear his knee apart Mm, which touch wood hope it doesn't happen but yeah just uh interesting because he's obviously incredibly uh, great player, but it's just yeah. Looking at this point, injury-wise, it's looking a bit scary. So, it's, yeah, he's yeah, missed missed so much of this season already, and he's coming back. So look, I'll uh, look. You know what? Do you want to put something on the board? I'll put something, right, on, the board. something on the board. Let's do I'll it. put something <laughs> on the board right now. The Clippers won't right. win the the championship this year. All right, lock that in. <laughs> like, and I, I'm happy to back that up too. Like, well, look, do we? Oh, do I put it down? There? Yeah, no. You know what? Yeah, no, no, no. Let's let's. I'll take it one step further. I don't think they're going to make the conference finals either. Yeah, I, I actually I agree with that. I think the West is pretty stacked, and I don't think come playoffs that they'll be consistent enough. So, so we're saying Clips won't make the conference finals. No, no. All right, let's lock it in. They'll they'll which, get a f- first or second round exit, which is a pretty big call because yeah, most odds have them at least making. Uh, conference finals. So Bruh. we'll see. Bruh. We'll see. Last year they had the Lakers making the the winning the West last year. Vegas <laughs> doesn't know what they're talking about. 
Uh, I kind of love it. It's pretty entertaining to see their their odds compared to what actually happens. What um, are you and- talking about? <laughs> I got no clue. Speaking of going against the odds, I just want to quickly touch on this while we're in the West, uh, because just below the Clippers are the Sacramento Kings, currently in uh, seven. <laughs> is... I have to have to show some of these uh, lower teams some love. Non news. All right, I just want to want to drop a couple couple facts because okay. uh, at the moment they're sitting in seventh, but they are only half a game behind fourth. Uh, at the moment, they are second in the league for points per game. They are yeah. fifth in the league for assists per game. Yeah. Uh, fourth in field goal percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on now, because I'm just shouting them out. I'm not I'm not saying they're going to win the finals or anything. I'm not going that far, but I'm just saying this team has certainly improved, which I did not expect because the Sabonis trade getting rid of Halliburton, I'm like, what is this team doing? They're not rebuilding, they're taking steps backwards. But I don't know what it is, but uh, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis in particular, who I think I criticized last season because I'm like, they should have traded Fox, should have kept Halliburton. Uh, big uh, big change I noticed is their three-point percentage. Uh, Hall- uh, sorry, Sabonis has gone from a 31% shooter last season, uh, not that good, uh, to 37, almost 38% three-point shooter, which is pretty respectable, especially for a big. Okay, uh, okay. And more impressively, and this is what I find crazy, uh, you've got Darren Fox, who's never been a crazy uh, good three-point shooter, averaging around about 30% in his career. Last season was 29 points, uh, 29.7. He's up to 36.5% from three. He's also taking an extra three per game, uh, making mm-hmm. almost an extra three total per game. And I'm not saying that it's just these two guys. I think the team as a whole is getting better looks. Because if you look back at what I mentioned, they're currently fifth in assists, uh, second in points, and their field goal percentage overall is fourth in the league. So I think they're just getting efficient looks. I don't know what it is if Mike Brown, I'm pretty sure Mike Brown's the coach still. Um, yeah, he is. I don't know what he's doing if, they're giving, if he's giving them some of Mike's magic stuff because the team's just efficient. Which, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen that in a Kings team in, since probably 2001. So, <laughs> Well, fish, efficient for a Kings team. <laughs> well, efficient for the league too. Uh, fourth overall in field goal percentage. So you, just a shout out to the Kings. As you know, I think overall they're improving. You know how we were talking about the Memphis Grizzlies being a regular season team? <laughs> yep. Um, that is the king. Like that is, if there was someone more of a regular season team than 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 Memphis, it's the Kings. That's still an improvement because they haven't even been a regular season team it's, in the last few it's, years. <laughs> look, I'll give it to the Kings. They have a really, really, really low bar to hurdle over. Um, That's true. But I'm not impressed. <laughs> it's like I think yeah, look, it's it's yet to be seen. They're 15 and 12. They're like a five point. They're like a. Point five five team at best. I'm sorry. It's just because the bottom half of the West. Well, uh, oh, actually, can I? Say, I don't know if I can say that. Golden State are underneath the Sacramento Kings, but <laughs> <laughs> they're, near, they're 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 not near the bottom. But I don't know. I'm not that impressed with the people underneath them. So, like, I guess I mean, they yeah. get the Kings are ahead of the Jazz, Mavericks, Warriors, Timberwolves. I think. I think, yes, it's early in the season. I don't think we should be expecting them to make a deep playoff run. But what I might even put on the board is the Kings will at least make the play-ins because I don't think they've even done that uh, no. in quite a while. So I'll at least say that they're looking like a play-in team if they can keep it up. But I will agree with you. It is regular season. It's probably quite similar to what we're talking about. Uh, how, the playoffs and they're going to be good. How confident are you that the Sacramento Kings will make the play-in? Oh, look at me. You know, to be honest, I don't have much confidence in the Kings. But 
I'll put it on the board. I will put it on the board. The Kings well, will make the play in how, at least. How about uh, okay. I'll make? Uh, I've got a deal for you. Not as bad as my oh. icy, icy hot, <laughs> icy spicy. But okay. But let's let's put something on this. If right. if the Sacramento Kings don't make the play in, uh, you have to do the cinnamon challenge. Oh, okay. I was also thinking like really hot hot sauce, but yeah, cinnamon. What okay. Would, what would you prefer? I was gonna do the cinnamon challenge because like it sucks, but it doesn't. It's not that bad. Yeah. Just choke a little bit, but like <laughs> if you want to put like you know put yourself through like twenty minutes of pain with hot sauce, we could do that too. Like what? Put something on this, Ben. Show me that uh, you believe <laughs> in the Kings because I don't. Personally, I was gonna lean towards hot sauce, like the hot ones, like the hottest end of the hot ones. But I'm gonna go cinnamon challenge just because the choking and the Kings is a perfect combo. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think that, that makes know, more sense. If the kings choke, you have to choke with them. Yeah, yeah. I think that works thematically. So, yeah, lock that um, in. Okay, and so just to agree on the rules, uh, t- uh, soup spoon or like a a, a, a normal Ooh. like uh, I wanna I wanna clarify the the, the spoon size sizeage now. You know what? Screw it. I'm going all in. I'll say I'll say like big spoon. I'll say big spoon. Big spoon. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. I can work with that. I can work with big spoon. Yep. Yeah, come on, Kings. I'm rooting for you now. Come on. Break that playoff <laughs> no, drought. That's the no. thing. 16, 17 years it's been. Come on, guys. <laughs> now you're really invested. <laughs> yeah, I'm hyped now. <laughs> okay. How are we doing for time? We're doing great. Uh, before we talk about... I've got a really interesting topic that I want to talk about. I've got one question for you. Okay. It's quite important. It's actually, you know what? This is still an important question as well. Um, how are people... How do good teams keep losing to the houston rockets <laughs> the one of the few teams that is actually tanking this season we man this is getting in the way of our tank for <laughs> for the number one pick <laughs> guys you're gonna start losing games stop winning them um man i don't know what it is part of it i think was they recently just beat uh, phoenix who also lost back-to-back games against the pelicans dude dude it like that dude dude <laughs> In the last, what, one, two, three, four, five, six games, we, us Houston Rockinites, we've beaten the Suns twice, we've beaten the Bucks once, and we've beaten the Philadelphia 76ers. What's going on? These are supposed... Guys, these are supposed to be freebies. (laughs) How? We're not supposed to be winning these. Like, you top teams, like, I think the Bucks pretty much rested everyone important, just as a slight yeah. no no this is the one where we kept Giannis to 16 points oh yep actually that's right yeah i was when, just looking that up when yeah. was the last time you saw Giannis get held to 16 points that's pretty crazy because yeah Giannis is gonna get his gonna get his numbers most games but wow that's crazy yeah seven Jab- from 17 from the field jabari wow. smith jr my boy yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just kind of the young guys just balling. Jalen Green, I think, had 30 against the Bucks, and he had about 20-something against uh, the Suns, but 26 against the Suns. So he's just been he's just been playing well. Uh, not the best from three-point, but getting free throws at least. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I think just maybe those, those top teams have a cold night. Uh, but when it happens multiple times in a row, I mean, you guys beat the Suns twice. Hmm. <laughs> What's what is going? Go- it's like look at look at Giannis's last couple of games: thirty points, twenty-eight, thirty-five, thirty-four, forty, sixteen. 
against Houston. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, I'm kind of dumbfounded. I'm trying to think of like an explanation because uh, it's not like the the Rockets are crazily good defensively inside to stop Giannis, that unless they're just building a wall. Bruh, man, Jabari Smith, bro. That man has has a wingspan. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, what, 6'11", got like a 7-something wingspan. How I mean, you, yeah, he's sh- showing promise. How do you know he's 6'11", just off the top? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Yeah, he's 6'11", yeah. I don't know. Maybe just from draft. draft <laughs> I, I, I swear, I've said this before, but I need to monotonize your, your knowledge of useless facts. <laughs> Random numbers. Speaking of useless facts, the Rockets are actually fourth in the league for rebounding. Uh, which, I mean, maybe that's the, the testament to their size. They've got got some bigs. Maybe that locked down Giannis. Although Giannis did get like 18 rebounds in the game. So, man, I, I don't know. The Rockets <laughs> are just was, surprising us all. That is... I just... Look, I think this team is starting to come through. Like, uh, Jalen Green, this is his third year now, I want to say. Is it third or second? Uh, Jalen Green, this is only his second, second year. Second, sorry. Yeah. But he's he's had a year, a season in in and he's starting to look a lot better. We've got mm. it's just a lot of really like Kevin Porter Jr. is playing like has always had a lot of potential, just a bit troubled up in was he Chicago where he was troubled or was he Cavaliers? Uh, he was on the Cavs, I recall. I yes, think. so he was yeah. troubled up there. Came down here and has looked pretty good. Obviously, we've got Jabari Smith Jr. There's a lot of oh, where's where's my fave? How do I? Uh, Se- Sengun, the Turkish yeah, superstar. Yeah, honestly, he's actually looking great. Uh, I, I, to be honest, didn't expect a ton from him coming in. I'm like, oh yeah, they got a decent, decent big. But no, he's playing great. He's almost averaging a double double at the moment. So yeah, no, he, calling. he has. He's also like he's hasn't been getting like a full like when he plays in Europe. He's like the point center, the point power forward. Like he's yeah. really, really good at being like the setup big but uh, he doesn't get to show show that off a lot in the rockets unfortunately because you've already got two really ball dominant people in green and and um um, 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 um i was just talking about him kevin porter jr but yep. he yeah he i we haven't seen his full potential mm, you do see flashes though you can tell that this guy is good at uh moving the ball because he does get the occasional like really clever backdoor pass or yeah we've got like a good assist here and there but yeah like you said he's not running the offense because they've got a lot of ball heavy players but you should uh, watch him in europe he's yeah he gets he gets a lot more free reign in europe and gosh he's good yeah I think the only only thing I can think of that might be making them just win all these games is that they have uh, Boban Marjanovic, the absolute <laughs> best player in the league. I love I love Ruby. Boban. I'm sad he left the Mavs, but uh, yeah. Look, Other than that, like you said, I think they've got a young young team. But yeah, that's true. Good to see him still in the league. But yeah, these Did- youngsters are getting getting reps. It's good to see them getting some wins because uh, there's only so many losses you can have exactly. before uh, it starts to it starts to get bad. So and look. We're at at the end of the day, we're still second last in the look. We're only we're only one loss behind. We're only half a game behind, uh, in front of the end, San Antonio Spurs. So it's not that bad that we're winning a couple. Uh, but I mean, yeah, shout out uh, Houston though, because honestly, the talent developing there is looking good. So Phew! hopefully, a nice nice fresh start for them. Okay, it's hot sauce time. So hot. Alucinante. It's Harry's hot sauce. 
Anyway, <laughs> I so so Ben, I've how many years have we been watching NBA together now? Like three or four years now, I think. Yeah, probably take. at least. At least that. Gosh, yeah, probably about four now. Time is. Uh, swings by however uh you've been watching nba a lot longer than i have probably about double the time if not a bit more than me yeah so so this year so a couple of games ago the jazz not the jazz the pelicans we'll start the pelicans first after that massive game it was huge the crowd was going wild pelicans end up winning the game i think by like a good 10 points 10 15 yeah, I think they blew out the Suns by at least yeah, 10, 15, 20 but even. At the end and the like the last play of the game, uh Zion hit a beautiful windmill dunk that just sent the world, the whole stadium and the world. This was a world domination move right here. <laughs> the world went off. It was a really uh, it was a great dunk. I felt like it really put a, an explanation point on that game and like how hard the Pelicans have been working. Obviously, the Suns didn't like that. Now, explain to me, Ben, this whole, like, unwritten rule of, like, if you're winning with 30 seconds to go by a huge margin that you just run the clock out. Explain this to me. Uh, Look, I guess, yeah, coming from basketball, like, uh, background and stuff like that, it's just a given. It's like, of course, that's how how it goes. If you're up by an amount where uh, the points aren't going to make a difference, then there's no point making a bucket on the last possession because even you'll see the players like walk back on defense on the last possession they're not even trying to defend they know that the game's over but taking a step back and actually thinking about it i guess it is kind of weird because there aren't too many sports that do that there are a few unwritten rules like baseball will have a few uh like you don't just take a cheap shot at this point or blah 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 but yeah i don't know what it is like even playing when like when we're playing and stuff if we're if we're down come to the last possession and someone tries to be fancy like cross someone over, chuck a deep three or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little off, so I can kind of see where the players come from. But like, I don't know. It, it is a weird one, taking a but, step yeah, back but, and looking at it. But like, we don't just stop playing defense, though. No, like, we'll still be there on D, I guess, yeah. Whereas if you look at the league, like, yeah, they'll be walking back, they'll be like shaking hands. You even get that classic one where like, I think it was uh, probably about seven or eight years ago now, I think it was Karan Butler went up to shake someone's hand at the end and then steals the ball from him as he's shaking hands for a cheap layup, <laughs> like just to pat his dad's uh, stats. Oh, but, so funny. But yeah, it's just like really frowned upon. I guess it's just a, yeah, not okay to do. So, yeah, so obviously there's a big, huge uh, kerfuffle at the end of the game and the Suns were feeling really disrespected and made a big yeah. fuss about it. And Could then... So, look, uh, I, like, I get it, and, like, it happens in our games, but I feel like an NBA... I, I don't know. I, I do give different expectations to NBA players, and mm. the way they just completely stop... Like, isn't it almost disrespectful to stop playing defense, like, to give up, like, to not finish it to the very end? Yeah. I think, yeah, it's really odd. It's, it's just because everyone is on the same page, well, generally, they're on the same page, and that everyone stops. If there wasn't this, like, unspoken rule or whatever you would expect them to keep playing, right? Like, the clock's still going. It's a time-based sport. The clock's still going. You keep playing, right? So, uh, I don't know. I, I think it'd be more entertaining, probably, if they didn't just stop in the last 10 seconds and actually yeah. played it out. Uh, it'd be great for people's stats, because that could be that extra extra point, extra rebound, whatever, to get their double-double or something. So, they should really play it to the end of the clock, which I guess they only do in a close game. Uh, oh. But yeah, when it's a blowout, they just stop. Or is Phoenix just salty that they got 
beaten by the Pelicans by like <laughs> ten points. Look, I think I think there are two parts to it. Like Zion do- dunking was bad enough. The extent of his dunk, it was filthy. Like it was probably too far. But I think the second part to it is the Suns were salty because they yeah had that playoff series last last playoffs. Uh, I think the, the the I think the Pelicans as well were really fired up for this game. Uh, I think they had something to prove. Um, they got eliminated so, by those guys last year, so of course. Exactly. They so it's kind of like their revenge game, yeah. So they're um they're looking to to pretty much yeah, destroy these guys. So no wonder Zion went for it. I honestly don't blame him. Like I'm yeah. While I kind of abide by that unspoken rule, if I was him, yeah, I'd go for it. Rub it in their faces. You you just dominated them. Payback time. Dunk on them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Did you see the Go Bear? Uh, dunk on the Jazz. Oh, actually, I can't remember. It does ring a bell, but I'm not sure if I remember that one. So basically what happened is it was like the last play. Uh, mm. The Timberwolves were up by a bit. It was like, it was over. It was over. Anyway, yeah. the the Jazz start playing really tight defense on the last play. And like the guy yeah. was up the corner trying to run the clock out. So... They started playing really tight defense. The guy passes it to someone in the corner, and then the Jazz just stop. And then you see Gobert in the middle of the paint go, pass it here, pass it here. And the guy like looks for a second and is like, they, like you could see him be like, nah. And then he's like, oh, crap, Gobert's calling for it. So he throws it to Gobert. Go, no one's on Gobert, and Gobert slams it down and <laughs> doesn't give a crap. And everyone was like, ooh. And then there was a big kerfuffle, and... Uh, maybe you should try and Google the the play quickly. I'll just prattle on about something while yeah, you do it. But I look, it's the same thing. But like, uh, you know what? I think that it was kind of fair because they were playing tight defense initially at the beginning of the play. They were going like man to man, like they were really trying to like steal the ball. They weren't just going to let the clock run out. But uh, then, yeah. But then the moment he passes the ball, they're like, okay, it's over for whatever reason. So I feel like for Gobert, and he does look, Gobert, I'm a fan of Mr. Gobert, the Eiffel Tower, uh, mm. the COVID spreader. But <laughs> but oh, I, I feel like he has quite thin skin. And yeah. I don't think it was like an F you to the jazz, but I think it was more of a like, I am valuable sort of thing yeah he's kind of like showing off his his glob he's like I'm, I'm in a new place now they respect me here so like yeah i think if it was any other team he probably wouldn't have taken that last shot with like two seconds on the clock i think because of the jazz he he went for it but to be fair the jazz were like locking up uh, yeah. locking them up on d like they were going for the steal and it's because they overcommitted to the steal that they left him open and then he just gets the easy dunk but yeah they... i think it's a bit of a grudge thing <laughs> yeah so so is the, so is that disrespectful? And then uh, I have another question. I have one more. Is this disrespectful? So mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, now I've been seeing on this one for a while. It actually linked in quite well to this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden State Warriors were playing the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves got wrecked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wrecked. Right, <laughs> and. Uh, the you know I, I think the Timberwolves might have been playing their normal players, but the the Golden State at that point were playing their bench warmers, right? And Draymond Green and Steph Curry, both of them got technical fouls off the bench for excessive 
celebration <laughs> when people <laughs> scored. There was one point where Draymond Green ran onto like one of the corners of the court and was like, yeah. And then Steph like ran up the dead ball line and then came out like near, like underneath the hoop celebrating. <laughs> like it was daring the rest to give him a tech. So they did. Is that to get, to be so far ahead and to be able to afford to give away techs like that? Is that disrespectful? <laughs> uh look okay that that i think is disrespectful because i think uh there, there are two parts to this as well so uh it's like is it disrespectful but then like do i still want to see it <laughs> there are two parts because against like a random team if you've got no beef you're up by a ton that i think that's just plain disrespectful it's like, no point celebrating or like getting that last minute like alley dunk or whatever against a team you got no beef against like that's just that's just unnecessary but if it's a team like you got history with i'm all for it it probably makes it even more disrespectful but i'm, I'm for it in that situation because like there's some history to it do the gold state and the timberwolves have history i mean not really that's why i think that one is just plain disrespectful yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially coming from the warriors like <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah no i i thought that it was it lowered my opinion of Stephen Curry just a tiny smidge, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Because I mean, Draymond, if it, if it was the Pat Bev uh, Timberwolves, then sure, because yeah. uh, they, yeah. had, they had plenty of shenanigans. But yeah, otherwise that's just a bit silly. <laughs> I expect those kind of shenanigans from from Draymond Green, and <laughs> but when when Steph Curry did something like that, and I think he was just doing it to be in solidarity with with Green, because I think the the one they gave on green was a little bit of a reach. I don't think he was that bad. Uh, yeah. Steph just went out straight away. Like, like later just did it completely on purpose. You could see that he was trying to do yeah. it. And I, I, yeah, I do think like a tiny bit less of him because of it. I, I would be <laughs> honest, just a tiny bit. Like he's a great player and he's competitive, but I think it's completely disrespectful. It is disrespectful, but give away that- techs. That's kind of Curry, though. I think Curry, this is, this is almost a mini-hot take, I think he's one of the most disrespectful players in the league, but the reason he gets away with it is because he's just so unbelievably talented. How? Like, he, he will do, he'll hit, like, the just most ridiculous shot, and then he'll, he's always cocky, but in, like, a charming way. There's a difference between that and just yeah. plain cocky. He does it in such a way where you're just like, okay, i got to respect that, that was insane, I'd be celebrating like that too. But he, he, honestly, he just gets away with so much. I think people forget how, like, just, yeah, I guess borderline cocky. Even his interview with JJ, he admitted it. He's like, yeah, like in the heat of the moment, I do like so much stuff. <laughs> like, he's celebrate like, his shimmies, like everything. I, but I feel like if you hit big points, like the sh- like everyone taunts like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's... I yeah, see that... Had, that... If you made the shot to back it up, then that's fair. But like off, off the bench, I suppose it's a bit different because like you didn't do it. You're just like flexing on the opponents for something else. So, yeah. Like, uh, like I'm all about supporting your teammates. Like, and like, if if the bench people are having a great game and Curry and Draymond are, like all behind that, I'm all for it. Yeah. I just think uh, giving away techs from the bench when you're that by that much is major, yeah, major disrespect. So yeah. let's let's run through the list. So getting a tech when you're when you're on the bench when you're winning by like thirty, disrespectful. Um, yeah, disrespectful. go. Gobert getting a dunk, an open dunk because the Jazz overcommitted on defense. But then I, I swear they kind of stopped once he passed the ball. But yeah. what, what do we think? Disrespectful or not? Uh, borderline disrespectful. Uh, I, can, I can see why he did it because of the history with the other team. 
but no, he was doing it for a reaction. You saw his face after. He was yep. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say go bear. Talk your smack. Like, talk right. Talk your shitingdings. <laughs> i got to keep it clean, yo. Uh, yeah. And what about the uh, the pelicans and the suns? Oh, disrespectful, but in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> and that was such a good dunk. And I, I'm going to go up there and be like, Zion, talk smack, bro. Put them in. Put those. Put those. Uh, Phoenix Suns in their place. They are disappointing me so, so much. At yep, the moment. Send them into orbit. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Uh, make sure if you're up by fifty that you always disrespectfully, or put in your place your enemies with a windmill <laughs> dunk, just like Zion. Now, if you can windmill, you got to pull it out for that. <laughs> This has been episode 34 of the Hoopinions podcast. Please follow us on TikTok, uh, not Facebook, but Instagram and YouTube and on Spotify. Give us a like, give us a share. We'd like to, to hear from you if you're listening to the podcast. And what are your thoughts on all the things we've talked about today? Uh, and please watch and follow. I need, I need to make something off this podcast so I can get into endurance racing. So give us a like and a follow. (laughs) And stay tuned for more. Yeah. Uh, We out. Peace. See ya.